0: Welcome back to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. We're glad you have chosen to join us. Today, you'll be listening to a Back to School series conversation with April Bordeaux, the Care to Change director, as she joins Brittany Smith. Brittany is a licensed social worker who specializes in young children and teens from hard places, anxiety, and depression. They'll be discussing supporting your child in school as we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of the Care to Change podcast. I'm April Bordeaux. I'm so glad that you're with me today. I have a very special guest with me, Britt Smith, one of our therapists here from Care to Change. Britt, thanks for coming today. Yeah, thank you. Glad to have you. We are in the middle of a series, a back-to-school series, and today's topic is school has started now what? And so that's a really good question. Lots of parents, um, out there asking this question. Um, and that's what we're going to address today. So I want to let you know, we have other, um, podcasts in this series that go a little bit more into detail than we will, um, right now. So make sure you check those out, but all right, Britt, um, our resident, um, expert as it relates to kids, um, We have a lot lot to talk about here. So we're back in school, now what? Um, I think today's topic really is about helping kids who need additional help, Mm -hmm. especially as it relates to school.
2: Yeah. Um, So before I get on that, I want to tell you a little bit about why I chose Care to Change as far as like getting into the school and stuff like that, because that's where I came from. I I worked at a school for three years, and I kind of moved into... Working at Care to Change because I wanted to work with kids in my community, but I also wanted to work at a place where I could talk about Jesus, where I felt like mm-hmm. I could bring it up instead of waiting for the kids to bring it up. Because for me, um, it's the you need Jesus to heal.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: it's that's the bottom line, and so that's why I kind of moved to Care to Change uh, to work with kids and teens and young adults. I wanted to spread spread out what I was doing so um, it's important when we when we talk about that to kind of know the background of where I'm coming from and the experience I have in the school um, because I don't know it all I can tell you that right now I don't know it all and things are, are changing but from my experience I can tell you that um, being in a school and working with kids is hard and um, I always said that I wish there was a school like a parent advocate at the school Mm -hmm. that could just talk freely because a lot of times the school doesn't tell you things because they're afraid they're going to be held liable and they're going to have to pay and Mm. all the stuff. And it's not, not true, Mm -hmm. but parents are missing out. So we need a a middle person, a middleman to advocate for
1: the kids and the parents. So we have kids in school and as a parent, you're what you may be wondering. Um, I think my kid. Might need extra help. Mm -hmm. Um, What are some indicators? So, Mm -hmm. before we get to IEPs and 504s and things like that, um, what would be indicators to to parents Mm -hmm. who are listening that say, yes, step forward in Mm -hmm. making that, taking that next step? Mm -hmm. So, for me, any Mm -hmm.
2: particular behavior or anything that's happening at school that impacts learning. So, um, that could be a diagnosis of ADHD. Um, either that's mm-hmm. combined type or inattentive or hyperactive. Like that would be grounds for, Hey, maybe, maybe they need more help. If you've ever had a teacher come up to you and say, uh, your child needs a little extra help in blah, blah, blah. I Mm -hmm. created a space, blah, blah, like whatever they're Mm going to say. So that's a teacher telling you, hey, I've made accommodations for your child. Mm -hmm. Um, That is a huge sign of, oh, maybe we need to do something more. Mm -hmm. Um, I will warn you, you're going to get pushback. Mm -hmm. No, our teachers are making those adjustments. Like, You don't need to fill out any form. You don't need to do anything. Why,
1: Why pushback?
2: Because the school has a lot going on. And so they feel like they can make the appropriate accommodations to make um, your kids successful. And so they don't want that to be... Because if you get a piece of paper, it Mm -hmm. binds them to the state that they have to do something and they have to report this number. And I don't know this for clear-cut fact, but people say the more 504s and IEPs you have the more it impacts the letter grade of a school, the more, you know, all that hmm. stuff, hmm. politicalness right, right, of right. a school, right? Um, but for me, the bottom line is, um, if your kid is to move to a different school, or if your kid is moving even from elementary to middle, mm-hmm. or from middle to high school, you need, there needs to be something that makes it cohesive for mm-hmm. your kid, and that transition. And if, they have had extra help at a school, especially elementary school. Like you get to, if you stay at the same school, you get to know the principal really well. And that principal gets to know your right. kid really well. Mm-hmm. Whether whether or not they are a kid who happens to get in trouble or mm-hmm. whether they're a kid that just gets, right. you know, goes on by. Um, it's important for you to have
1: that resource so that your kid feels supported. Right, right. So an indicator to know that more support is needed would be if a teacher is reporting to you that they've made some sort of accommodations or that they're seeing certain behavior. I love what you said that um, anything that gets in the way of learning, right? And so talk about, um, and I think as parents, sometimes we want to automatically go into to mama bear or papa bear mode like not my child Absolutely. I don't see this so there's an element of humility required in order to receive a message yes. like that yes and um, advocacy is important you mentioned that so mm-hmm. getting the information learning mm-hmm. about the facts what mm-hmm. the law says what the requirements mm-hmm. are that's all important in this process yes. Say I have a child that I believe, um, needs accommodations or I've heard this Mm -hmm. too many times or Mm -hmm. my child isn't as successful as I know Mm -hmm. he or she has the potential to be. Mm -hmm. What do I do as a parent?
2: So the first thing I would do is reach out to the teacher and, um, just ask, do you think this is something that needs a 504? Mm -hmm. Um, they might tell you yes. They might tell you no. But just feel out the teacher um, on that. I would also make what sure. What can you
1: tell the listeners a 504 is?
2: Yes. A 504 is a. It's a. It's, a, it's basically telling you that you can get accommodations. Mm-hmm. The most common one is. Um, that you get would be um, extra time on tests. Okay. That's
1: like the most common thing that. So 504 a teacher... is a provisional statement that says there's accommodations for something. Yes. Related to something yes. specific. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
2: and that 504 can even follow you through college. Okay. Um, which is so crazy to me because it's like,
1: wow. Yeah.
2: yeah. You think of a document as a first grader that could follow you all right. the way to. That's just a long time. So, anyway. Um, it's something that helps you just to realize like my kid needs a little extra love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. That's what I always called it. It's
1: sort of a, it's sort of a nice resource to have available for parents.
2: And here's, and, and I always tell parents when I'm talking to them, like you could have your doctor say that your son or daughter, and I'm not saying that you're making stuff up, but like if your son or daughter has an overactive bladder you can get a 504 so that your child can go to the bathroom anytime they need to go. Mm. Wow. So you can get accommodations for essentially anything. Anything, okay. Um, but the nitty gritty comes when, say, your child's dyslexic, they really struggle to read. They can get a proctor that reads their tests for them, mm. they could even get a, um, an audible book instead of a textbook. Hmm. To, like, consume the information because mm-hmm. they're dyslexic. It's mm-hmm. it's hard for them to read. So um it, it's accommodations like that that are... It's not changing. So an IEP, which is an individualized education plan, changes what the child is learning. Okay. Because their um, learning disability or whatever diagnosis that they may have keeps them from being on grade level. Okay. And so they need different information. Mm -hmm. A 504 is this, you're learning the same thing as Johnny sitting next to you, but you just need extra time or you need it presented in a different way Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's kind of the difference. Is a diagnosis required for both? They are. Yes. Yes. But as a therapist, we give a diagnosis Mm -hmm. and we're allowed to to do those 504 sheets which not a lot of people know so okay so um, what's the first step so the first step is to reach out to a principal reach out to the teacher reach out to the guidance counselor and say hey I think this is something that my kid needs okay. now um, if you if you send something and you or you call and you don't really get a response put whatever you want in writing. When it's in writing, something has to happen.
1: And there's a there's a time limit by law yes, to, to yes, respond. Yes,
2: and that's why I say put it in writing because mm-hmm. that time limit kicks in
1: so.
2: um, for that. Then the next step is they're going to, in my experience, is you'll get a sheet that says something like 504 and it needs to be filled out by a doctor. Now, please don't let that dis- t- deter you because as a therapist – I give diagnoses, mm-hmm. you give diagnoses. No, we are not doctors, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but because we are able to diagnose, we mm-hmm. are able to sign that Under sheet. our license. Under our, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have a therapist if you, or a doctor, um, that's, that's when you can get those signed. And it's just a sheet that basically says, um, what symptoms does your child have that prohibits them from working in class, mm-hmm. what, how can we help them? Uh, and mm-hmm. that, and that's kind of what it says. So depending upon, uh, what is going on with your child is dependent upon the accommodations that you can get. Uh, I just recently made some one pager about that for our, to give out to clients. So if they're confused about IEPs and 504, so we have some information okay. that we can, um, put in our show notes so that people can see Perfect. a little bit about that. But um, it's really important because, especially, I, I say third grade is the year that if you don't have a 504 and you think that maybe your kid does need extra help, mm-hmm. third grade, the beginning of third grade, is the year to do that because there's an Indiana I read test. And that test is hard and if they don't pass then they have to go into remedial stuff and blah 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 blah
1: so can, so can getting... these be done later so freshman in high school yeah yeah sophomore so, so there's not a time limit to no do so say trauma happens mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um,
2: or a divorce happens or something like an event that happens in in a child's life you can get gotcha
1: you know you can And do they follow them forever? Do IEPs and 504s? I heard you say through college, is it required
2: to? um, An IEP doesn't follow you forever. A 504 does like, um, when you sit for a board test, Mm -hmm. you can get accommodations if you have a 504. So so that kind of follows you. And if you have one of these kiddos in your home that kind of needs a little extra help, my recommendation to you would be to make sure that there's a schedule. Um, Recently I had a a client and I told them, get a different little whiteboard for each kid and Mm -hmm. write on there. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, this is what you need to do before you go to bed. And you're not repeating yourself, but there's also some kind of schedule that they know what's going on. Schedules really help these kiddos to be able to succeed and, and help even teenagers, high schoolers, mm-hmm. so they know what to expect, um, but also kind of giving them, uh, like we've talked about before, that connection, like giving them that break mm-hmm. when they come home from school and letting them not have any expectation and mm-hmm. letting do whatever they need to do to be able to to wind down.
1: That's important for these kids. Well, and, you, and so you've just brought up a topic that I really want to talk about because we aren't in the school. Well, actually, we are now, but um, so we're not – Um, school personnel right so we can advocate based on what we see behaviorally Mm -hmm. and emotionally in the schools they call it social emotional learning yes so we advocate for children and their parents as it relates to social emotional learning Um, now from a child's perspective Mm -hmm. uh, I need additional help whether it's a 504 an IEP and The school can walk through which is Mm -hmm. more appropriate and that sort of thing and long-term ramifications and all that. Uh But as a student who needs accommodations, Mm -hmm. whether it's someone reading my test out loud, whether it's more time, whether Mm -hmm. it's permission to go to the bathroom more, what about the emotional or the psychological consequence of having either one of those? And Mm -hmm. what can parents do to support kids mm-hmm. who don't want to be called out, mm-hmm. who don't want to be different, who don't want to be labeled, mm-hmm. who want to just sort of, you know, quote, fit in with their peers. Yeah. What what recommendations would you give to parents to ease, mm-hmm. ease the child from a social, social and emotional perspective? Yeah. So I think that nowadays
2: in the school, kids are pulled out of class all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: it happens all the time in small group work and this and that. And so asking your kids like, does anybody get pulled out of your class? Mm-hmm. Well yeah mom, they, people get pulled out all mm-hmm. the time. Well do you know what for? No.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, okay, so that that's something yeah that's mm-hmm. a similar thing that would happen to you. Um, let them know they have the right to say no if because a lot of kids um, I'll just use a recent thing that I went through with a, with a family is um, anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety, but sometimes there isn't any anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to take a test and I feel fine, why do I need to go out and have more time if I feel fine? Mm -hmm. So then letting that teacher know, like, it's okay, I don't need that today, um, but Mm -hmm. thank you or whatever, it's okay. Mm -hmm. And so um, giving your kid a voice in all of this Mm -hmm. is important. And so um, making sure that they know... One of the questions in the IEP or in the 504 questionnaire is something like, what can we do to support your child? And um, have having them identify a teacher or somebody, it doesn't even have to be a counselor. It can be maybe their second grade teacher. They really bonded with them, mm-hmm. and now they're in fourth grade. Um, reaching out and to that teacher and saying, Johnny really likes you. Do you think it would be okay if – Mm-hmm. he came to you for a mm-hmm. break every once in a while, if he was really struggling or needed someone to talk to mm-hmm. nine times out of 10, a teacher's going to say, absolutely, please right. send them down. Right. Um, and so that's something that you can write in the 504 that says mm-hmm. like, this is, this is something that you can do. Right. Um, safe person. Yeah. Yeah. And so when, when you're giving the kid a voice and giving them power to kind of say what makes them feel safe at school or what, mm-hmm. what they need to calm down or whatever, um, that's kind of giving them voices to what you said, and having the parents like talk to them
1: about it is good. This is good. This is really good information. Um, there's so much to this in advocating for your child and just mm-hmm. being relentless in advocating on yes. behalf of your child, and it'll yes. be worth it when you see them succeed and be successful. Absolutely. Um, what I would say to the listeners is if. This is information that you, if you want more information about that, um, we have a care line. You can call us, you can email us or text us at, and we will definitely respond and point you in the right Mm -hmm. direction. Our perspective, again, is really as it relates to their social, emotional health. And so we want to support you as a parent in making sure that they're successful in that area. And so we wanted to give this sort of gift to you um, and let you know that we're here to help you in this. Uh, I think what's important as a parent is that, well, in this community, we have very good school systems Mm -hmm. and, um, great teachers, great guidance counselors, uh, in place. And so the first stop is to talk with your teacher, go to the guidance counselor, um, go then head to the principal, but just continue. And in any way that we can help you in that process, please let us know that the goal is the same. The goal is that these kids are successful academically. Um, and at the same time, um, from an emotional standpoint. And so we will walk alongside you and partner with you in that process to the degree that we can. Um, and so I just want to encourage you, if you see the behaviors, if you're questioning, um, go ahead and have the conversation. Mm -hmm. If the school says we need a report and we can provide that, we'll be happy to do that for you. Um, we work with, um, all kinds of schools in all kinds of different ways. And so we're, we're happy to come alongside and walk alongside you in that process. So if there's anything we can do, please reach out. Uh, Thank you for joining us for this series on um, back to school. Now what to do, join us for the others, take a look at those or different, three different topics, Uh, but we're here for you. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you soon.
0: You've been listening to the care to change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.